Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. supposed to do when they were helping each other out like it just felt pretty good yeah so that was really um I was kind of surprised to see that I thought people were going to be more let me get my groceries and get out of here but people were very calm and mm-hmm. chill and so that yeah. was nice How were, you, how and was, that well was were the shelves stocked or were they all um yeah kind of there was definitely stuff that was not you can see my pajamas <laughs> 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 Uh, you can uh there was there were there were definitely things that were um not there right um so like uh, but i did find rice i did find flour um i found toilet paper uh i I think yeah which is amazing um but i think what they actually did was they had limits on everything so i think putting those limits on um so people weren't hoarding kind of helped help um yeah so but i got everything i needed i got milk which was great. Oh, April twentieth. <laughs> what strange conversations we are all having. So, ladies, we do have some, uh, I guess, special guests, or and I'm hoping that uh, all of you that are, that are new that will join in. We're going to be doing this every Tuesday and every Thursday, eleven a.m. If right. you just want to listen, but we it's, just want to share stories and see how everybody's doing and whether you know what we can start helping or or do our part to just to make this whole situation a little bit easier. So we have Jessica Miller here. Jessica, give away. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jessica. Uh, she is representing the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation. So we do have, a, yeah, another Nicole down there. Or, yeah, she's here too. And Nicole is from the Deer Lodge um, Center Foundation too as well. But first of all, Jessica, thanks for coming. And um, how is the foundation doing and what are what role are you playing in all of this incredible incredible crazy time yeah so it's been a whirlwind for us and the foundation is now working from home and we're about a 30 person staff so it's been interesting to try to do everything remotely through conference calls through zoom um I know uh, Ronna said earlier she was in her pajamas. I wore an Easter shirt, but I'm wearing tights on the bottom. So um, yeah, I guess the one perk from working from home. Um, But the the foundation is the fundraising body for St. Boniface Hospital. So we've just been trying to do everything we possibly can to support them in this crazy time. They are so busy and we have received so many generous offers from the community for all kinds of things from food and comforts and well wishes and laptops and all kinds of uh, offers. And we're just so thankful. And so we're trying to help the hospital sift through what they can actually take and what they can't and then give the thank yous to everyone who deserves it. And so we're just trying to jump in where we can here. Um, and I have to say, our staff has been overwhelmed with the support. So although it's such a trying time, 
we feel like there has been love and light sent to us and to so many caregivers. So, you know, yeah. we are just doing our best. There's a couple of programs, though, that are quite interesting where we can help out, too. It's, I think, the Well Wishes program, and then that's the Food and Hospitality. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit about that. So the Well Wishes program is something that, so patients are feeling very isolated, obviously, and people, family members, friends, who can't actually go to the hospital right now and visit their loved one. Um, we, the volunteer services at St. Boniface Hospital started a program and the foundation is helping promote it and support it. And so if you wanna send a well wish to someone in the hospital, but you can't actually see them, you're able to do that St. Boniface Hospital website. So I have the web address here, stbonifacehospital.ca. You can also go to the foundation website and learn how to do that. But you can send them a well wish and it gets printed by volunteer services and hand delivered to that patient. Um, it's so nice. They're not, obviously they're not able to respond, but as they're laying there getting treatment, at least they know someone's thinking about them. The message comes within 24 hours. So it's pretty immediate. So if you want to do that, even if you don't have someone in the hospital right now, if you're looking for something to do and you want to sell to send a well wish, you can absolutely do that. So you can check that out on the hospital website or the foundation website, and we're just helping facilitate that. And then um, through all the other generous, generous offers, we were trying to find a way to give people some guidelines about how they can help the hospital. So we created something that we're calling the Food and Comfort Hospitality Program. So basically, um, because of the pandemic right now, we have some pretty strict requirements on what the hospital is able to accept and in what ways and to try to keep everyone, um, you know, social distancing as best they can. So basically, restaurants, caterers, any sort of commercial um, company that would like to provide food or comfort items to our staff, they're able to do that through this program. We just ask that um, everything be individually wrapped, um, also with individually wrapped cutlery. Um, you can work that out through the foundation and we will find the proper entrance for you to go in and someone to meet you right in front and we can bring that food the staff who are working so hard 24 7 right now they're exhausted and to give a little bit of comfort through food or or whatever the item may be um, has been appreciated so just a few shout outs girls and top from girls has been so kind 100 meals are coming on tuesday for this also, Indy Palace has done this. We've had so many offers, and of course, it's hard to know if they've all been followed through or not. But um, we're so excited to see what more comes our way. So, thank you to everyone for that. So, those are our two programs. Um, we also have a fund I can tell you about if there's time. <laughs> oh, there's lots of time. So, as as you know, you're seeing lots of different funds come up to support. Um, COVID-19 preparedness, so St. Boniface Hospital is no different. So the foundation has set up a fund, um, it's called the New COVID-19 Response Fund, and that's exactly what it is, is to allow the hospital to respond to any emerging needs that come up quickly. Um, so they just have a pot of money there and they can go, okay, we need this, we're going to buy it, we need it right now. So an example of that is um, we've had, it's a, it's a probe, it's called a butterfly probe. So it's a, a handheld device that is basically 
kind of like an ultrasound for the lungs. And so it can be hooked up to a smartphone and emergency departments can use it and go from patient to patient to look at their lungs. It can, it can detect COVID-19 and it's super easy to clean. And so that's been purchased with the fund. Um, also, we've been helped out with hotel rooms for patients that, you know, an, an, uh, sorry, an, a NICU mom, for example, um, she can't stay at the Ronald McDonald House right now because it's closed. So we've been supporting her through giving her hotel to stay in. So she's right by her baby by the hospital. And so those are the kinds of things the fund supports. And so if anyone has a little bit of extra money right now, I know the asks are crazy, but I feel like I got to put it out there because of the generosity. So you can also go to our website and donate to that fund to support these efforts. And then it makes the hospital an easier time. They don't have to worry. They can just respond uh, to all these emerging needs ASAP without having to go through the hoops that sometimes it takes to get funding. Uh -huh. well, thank you so much, Jessica. And we will have all of your um, websites on our Facebook page, so please send me them. Um, Glennis for sure and Nicole. Uh, so I guess uh, we'll go to another hospital, uh, Health Sciences Center Foundation. Glennis, how are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's a crazy question, I think, right now. But <laughs> um, Yeah, well, like, uh, like uh, Jessica, we're doing the same kinds of things. Our staff is working remotely. We have been since uh, Friday the 13th. My goodness, I mean, that will be an auspicious day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, as Manitoba's largest hospital, um, we're, ex you know, and, and an emergency room like St. B has, we're expecting uh, uh, a lot of people and the hospital's ramping up. And it's uh, some of the same needs that are, are identified. And we've also been reaching out to our own donors um, remotely, making sure that they're all doing okay and uh, everybody I, I really can only ask, uh, echo a lot of what Jessica has said in terms of uh, people who want to give know what the opportunities are because of course everybody's in a different situation um, economically as well um, they have the different things that they want to support um, but I can speak um, to uh, some of the programs that we're working on, um, which has been um, a, a fund that we set up, also very similarly named the COVID-19 Crisis Response Fund. <laughs> we've been, we um, all need money. We all need money, <laughs> that's right. We, we do. do. And it's all to support the frontline workers and the patients. So um, we want to make sure and everybody is transparent about the fact that this money is going to support efforts uh, to fight the pandemic, keep our frontline workers well rested and fed, and keep our patients connected to their families, be it through um, uh, covering off the, co the costs of phones and TVs at the bedside for the patients who are already there, um, iPads for ICU patients. Um, we too have been working with uh, a restaurant to uh, provide some food. Uh, for the frontline workers, and those details uh, are going to be finalized in the next uh, day or so in terms of how that works out. And again, similar to Jessica, with all the um, uh, 
uh, restrictions about bringing food in and out of uh, the hospitals and infections and trying to keep things uh, clean. Uh, there are just a number of, of um, discussions that need to be had to make sure that everything is safe for everybody. Right. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I, I just have a question too. So in the hospitals, you have your, still your whole food service uh, staff working, right? Because obviously the patients need to be fed. But like the other uh, restaurants and whatever, like at St. B, like there's that uh, main floor thing. Is that all closed down, Jessica? Like, Yeah, so what we've done at St. B is all non-essential workers have been moved out. For example, the foundation, we're not caregivers, so we support the caregivers. So we've all been moved out. Um, the food provider in the hospital, Chairman's Brand, is still there and operating and has so kindly started to make individual boxes as well. So healthcare givers can come and they don't, no one's touching the same things, everything's separate. And so they've been hugely supported as well. Um, so I want to thank them. Um, but with regards to the outpouring of support from some of the restaurants, we're still taking it. It's an added extra and something different for the staff and it gets delivered right up to them upstairs. So um, we're doing both and find that it's been working really positively for us. But, um, <coughs> What the patients are only allowed to have one support person right now, so we don't have the whole floor. It's not buzzing like it usually is. Um, just the person who's the patient, the support person, the one food area is set up, and that's it, right through the atrium right now. Wow. So, so um, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. Oh, so I, was, I was just going to ask, so for St. B and HSC, um, and I know a lot of people understand this, but just, just for the purpose of kind of making this known, because um, I know some family members may have um, individuals in the hospital prior to COVID and they've still been there. So are they allowed to have any support or are, is it all visitors cut off? Yeah, so in St. B, you are allowed to have one support person. Um, if there is, for some reason, say someone's in palliative care or there, or there is a reason that there needs to be two, there is someone uh, through patient relations that you can actually submit that to see if we can allow a second person in. But as of right now, it's just one person at a time. Right on. Wow. Yeah, and, and I like I, I recognize that there's restaurants who may have uh, the capacity to perhaps provide food for patients or caregivers or or the health staff, you know, in a, in a big in, in a larger basis. What if you have individuals who who think that okay, you know what, I want to supply the nurses St. B sixth floor with food? Can can individuals go ahead and do that, or does it have to be a restaurant? Yeah, so that's a really good question and um, something that we figured out after we put out our first little ask for food and hospitality. So we are going to keep it to commercial restaurants just to be safe. Um, thank you for asking that question because so many people have been kind and, and it is hard to say no, especially when not everyone has the capacity to help in a huge way. Um, but if it makes anyone feel better, we are taking a list of those people every single day. They are being personally thanked by our president and CEO of the hospital and of the foundation. We will never forget the kindness that we've received. So I am actually going to now introduce everybody, Nicole Latrell, who is actually too uh, with the Deer Lodge Center Foundation. And Nicole, uh, Deer Lodge Center, I've had the pleasure of working with uh, the 
the lodge in this kind of rebrand stage and, and really getting to know uh, the residents. You know, um, her, the Deer Lodge Centre is definitely a little different, obviously, than the other two big hospitals, but the needs and the concerns are even more heightened where you are, Nicole. So fill us yeah. in on how you've been managing through all of this. <laughs> Well, we too are, uh, the foundation is working from home and that's been since March 20th. So uh, we are re working remotely and trying to stay connected as much as we can with all the people over at Deer Lodge Centre. And they've been working really hard in order to keep our residents and, and patients and veterans safe. So a little bit different. A lot of, an unknown fact, Tracy, and you know this, is that Deer Lodge Centre is actually the third largest hospital in the province. So not a lot of people know that and so here's an opportunity to share that little bit of information and um, we have a lot of people in which are being cared for we are completely closed down to all visitors and uh, unfortunately a lot of our, our residents are feeling that loneliness and uh, the families are becoming so creative in ways in which they, they can celebrate and they can occasions you know we had a 103rd birthday party and the family sent in a little individual cake and then they were on the other side of the windows on the patio and it was really quite a remarkable celebration but it's they're they're working through the challenges and it's really exciting to see we too, like everybody else, have set up a COVID-19 fund and uh, we're, we're just so grateful for the response. People are coming through. They've tried uh, different ways. People have dropped off many, many gifts uh, that uh, we're so grateful for. But unfortunately, we can't accept those anymore because it is a risk to our residents. It's a possibility. They have to be sanitized. And right now, we just don't have the staff or the volunteers that can can clean and sanitize those items and then bring them up to the residents. So uh, if people are able to, we're so grateful for their generosity and giving uh, cash donations through uh, online. And it's it's coming along and we're, if we can find comfort for them and even just respond to the staff needs, they're just working tirelessly to make sure that everybody is safe and they're able to get through their day to day. So we're, we're grateful for the community. And we've been reaching out to our donors as well. Make sure they're okay. This is, this is not just about us. It's about everybody. So we've, we've reached out to our donors to say, hope you're managing and, you know, we're here, but we great, we're grateful that you're there too. And we're going to get the, through this together. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I hope that all three of you women join us on a regular basis <coughs> sure. to date with things, you know, I mean, who knows where we're, where this is all going to head. And yeah. I encourage all of you just to type in on the side um, all of your your websites and any kind of your social media and we'll post those right away. Sure. And, it's, and it's always great too, Jessica, Nicole, and Glynis is to connect with these other women that you know you're going to hear about too. So I'm going to now welcome Michelle. You can Michelle give a wave. Hi. Thanks so much for coming. Uh, well, she is everybody's yeah. Tiber River. So, oh my goodness, <laughs> the next time I can that store <laughs> yay um but uh michelle is the president and she's the chief growth officer so that title chief growth officer right now i mean as a businesswoman right it's very interesting yes yeah so fill us in on how you have been coping the business and everything 
Well, it's been a really interesting time. Um, so we have, for those of you who don't know, we have two retail locations and uh, three weeks ago, we had to lay off uh, 27 people, our estheticians, obviously, um, and the majority of our retail. Uh, currently we have our Keniston location open because we are an essential service uh, with the products that we manufacture and produce. So uh, foaming hand soap is obviously in huge demand. So we have our retail location open for pickup and we are now doing uh, deliveries as well. Uh, we have our online business and our manufacturing. Um, it's been a really interesting um, situation. You, you want to look, put your people first. And so initially when this came about, we had a number of our, um, in our, in our at our head office, our manufacturing team wanted, requested layoffs because they were fearful, they were afraid. Um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, since then, a number have come back. So that's been great. And we're just really trying to, and we're doing trying to keep positive. We're trying to do um, lunches every Friday. We're bringing in lunch uh, today. I'm actually working at home because we gave everyone the day off uh, with pay, so that everyone can have an extended long weekend. Um, there's just a lot of emotions, and you know, people are tired and stressed, and just to show our gratitude. Uh, and a week ago, we started um, producing hand sanitizer. That's not something that we were able to produce. Uh, but with the government uh, allowing expediting the process, it's something that and, and being a smaller company, smaller manufacturer, we, we cannot keep up with the demand, but we're doing our part, doing what we can um, to get out what we can. And, and, you know, the uncertainty, we don't know how long this is going to go and um, facing supply chain issues in terms of ingredients and packaging. Obviously, it's um, dealing with a lot of companies that aren't necessarily in Canada everyone, all of the orders are delayed. So it's, it's really navigating and we're having to be very creative in terms of how we can keep going. And a lot of government programs, unfortunately, we have yet to um, benefit from those, but we're very grateful to be one of the businesses that can move forward and we can keep our, employee, our, our employees employed because um, there's a lot of businesses that will not get through this, unfortunately. Yeah. Definitely. No. Very long answer to your question. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing though, Michelle? <laughs> I'm doing, you know what? I, it's interesting is my business partner, Adriana, Deluca, we were talking the other day. I honestly think as an entrepreneur, you're, you're, you're kind of built for this, um, navigating uncertainty and, you know, the entrepreneurship's a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. you, know, right. you know, the mindset and every morning I, um, I spent at least 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, last week was a challenging week. I think the reality set in and I'm usually very positive, but I was not, I was not, I was feeling the impact. I was feeling, you know, people are dying alone. They're um, the financial impact on people. So it was a really hard week. So this week I've every morning I've practiced 30 to 45 minutes uh, meditating and just reading positive um, you know, reading and just, just spending some time thinking about all of the great things and inspiring as a leader, inspiring our team because we don't get to, uh, yeah. you know, we have to keep going, right? And keep everyone. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, you know, last time you were talking about, you know, the, the less fortunate, but and now, yes, as you're, you yourself, a leader, um, yeah, you're constantly trying to make everything work and make sure that everybody's well looked after and then it's not looking after yourself. So. It's great to have you here, Michelle, and uh, yeah. no, and and uh, so I'm gonna actually then switch it over. Hi, Susan, how are you doing? Oh, is she on? Sue, hi, Sue. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, how are you doing with all this snow and sun and whatever? And uh... Awesome. <laughs> I've got an eight-year-old. He thinks it's great. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Play. So one good thing, it's so depressing on one side. And you know, when you're out walking now and people start are walking on the street, you always used to smile and wave. Most people now will avert their eyes. They move either yeah. off or to the side. And yeah. I have to wonder if this kind of fear is going to continue and and how it's gonna affect going forward. Because yeah. Human beings are made to touch, and so it's it's very different, very different reality. I don't yeah. know if you feel that. Yeah. yeah, well, and that was my question, right? And you did a very good answer, or whatever. So my question for all of you was like social distancing, like buzzwords, right? That's been, and that means so many different things for different people. And uh, yeah, I threw it out to you, like, are you going to view strangers differently now? And moving forward, will you still do the handshake and the hug, or or will we ever get back to that? I'll throw that out to Kristen. She's joining us. Hi. Hi. Um, will we do the handshake and uh, the hug? I think if we do go back to that, I think we'll all have some hesitation and a little a little pause. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I was just watching the news again this morning, which I do every morning to kind of get my head around where we are at. And um, I've kind of concluded we still don't know where we're at and, and what will come. So just kind of rolling with it day by day. Yeah. Hi, Charlotte, in the beautiful fall with her dogs. You're our mental health and wellness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will uh, say what Kirsten was saying, but um, I've had a, quite an interesting moment uh, or the last couple of minutes uh, before going on the call, and Glennis, Nicole, and uh, Jessica might relate to this. Um, we're talking with fire and paramedic police and um, frontline healthcare workers about um, there's a lot of peer support um, in all those areas, and their supporters are looking for extra support right now. So we've been busy setting up that um, in all areas to support them across Canada. So uh, it's been an interesting, uh, I was thinking of Michelle's comment about being an entrepreneur and, and that's kind of what we're all doing across Canada, trying to figure out how to make support um, available to those peer supporters. So. Yeah, and Marley, you're an at-home mom, you're always supporting kids, but who looks after Marley? Um, well, Kirk, my husband is, has closed his practice. He's a chiropractor, so um, is at home, but he's dealing with his own entrepreneurial issues and um, staffing issues, and he's answering all of his messages, his clients and patients. So, um, you know, we're, we're uh, trying to be as positive as we can. We're doing, we're getting out close the day. Susan was saying, with little kids, you go for a walk, and and people are surprised, and they're walking, you know, off the street, and and my husband and I have just decided I don't didn't even talk about it, but we just decided to say like a, a friendly hello to everybody, and give a smile to everyone walking by, um, and just sort of model that for our children, so that when this is all done, 
they still have those positive social cues. Yeah. Well, and Rana, you were in the grocery store just this morning, so I mean, yes, people are like keeping their six feet away, and oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Excuse me. I didn't find it unfriendly. I didn't yeah. find people uh, not being friendly. I don't remember anyone saying anything to me, but it wasn't. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel negative. I didn't feel negative vibes. I just. I felt like people were just trying to. Yeah. You know. But isn't it kind of a weird vibe, though? But isn't it a weird vibe, though? It's kind of oh, like, it's like we're all scared of each other. It's, oh, it's yeah. like, look, I, I don't think we can even pretend that we can put this into a box in any way, shape, or form that would be normal. It's, it's not normal. There's nothing normal about this. Um, but I think that the key is, um, are people doing the best that they can do with what they have? And, and I think that no one knows what to do. You know, we don't have a playbook for this. We don't have rules for this. All we do know is that we need to stay a certain amount of feet apart. Yeah. Um, you know, if people have masks on, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's great. Were people wearing gloves? Absolutely they were. Um, you know, but at the same time, I mean, just going back to what does this look like after, you know, I was talking to a friend last night and I am of the opinion that I think that there's going to be a lot of, um, challenges after this is done you know uh, I think that we are in in it and I think that we are dealing with the day-to-day -day issues uh, especially as an entrepreneur um, right now but I think after this is over um, I think that there's going to be a lot of mental challenges mental health challenges I think that potentially even like PTSD you know because when you don't know and you're an entrepreneur, whether or not you're going to pay your bills, your mortgage, your rent, whether your business survives or not, uh, it's easy to just be, okay, well, everything's going to be okay. But in an instant, your entire life just, you know, um, it's, it's quite challenging. So I think that there's going to be uh, a really difficult after effect of this. And um how we move through that is going to be even more challenging than what we're dealing with right now, in my opinion. I don't think this is, uh, we walk out of this kind of okay. No. It, it is quite difficult. It's really difficult. And the anxiety, anxiety levels, look, I'm not one who, uh, my anxiety levels, and I'm open about this, my anxiety levels are through the roof right now. You know, I know for a fact that, you know, I can't actually even apply for any of these resources that are out out there for a lot of small businesses right because I think that there's a really big difference between zero income and not enough income to pay your your bills operating bills right uh, and I know a lot of small businesses who are dealing with the same thing like we're, we're kind of in the and we're falling through the cracks um, and especially as professionals like you know no one really looks at you know lawyers being okay well we still have bills to pay you know so there, there's there's going to be a lot of challenges but uh, Ultimately, I think that everyone's doing the best that they can. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, we we're all in it. We're all in it together. Yeah, hey, exactly. Things up. Who knew what? that it was going to be a long weekend, even? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just like, oh, but it's Easter, <clears throat> so I'm wearing yellow. So how how are we navigating Easter? Is Easter Bunny going to come for Griffin, Susan? Of course, he's going to come. <laughs> Yes, he's, a, he's an essential worker. The Easter Bunny is an essential worker. Yeah. He wrote a letter to the Easter Bunny. Oh. There's Kevin okay. wanting to make sure. And then he also left a little open for how many eggs. Uh, and then how about Marley? 
with the oh uh, Marley how what are you gonna do for Easter with the kids well apparently it's um, Easter Bunny is bringing Ninjago Lego I mean, we're going to, we're going to do, we're, the Easter Bunny's going to leave eggs and little treats. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to stick to that because I, I don't want to go back to the store um, and try to find whichever. What's left? What's left? What's left? Costco was well stocked, Marley, if you can brave the line. I went yesterday. It wasn't. Yeah. Which oh, I Superstar has to be Really? Oh, wow. So you come back with chocolate Easter bunnies and no toilet paper, but that's okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've been I've been loading up on snacks, so I, I like I'm off my keto. Like I've just I'm off my keto definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm eating every snack available to me. I'm super yeah. into popcorn and chocolate right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, what do you recommend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your recommendation, Rana? What are you recommending for snacks these days? Um, okay, this is going to be kind of cheesy, maybe, but uh, I'm doing popcorn, and I'm mixing a bunch of stuff into it, so M&M's, chocolate, like kind of doing the salt, it's so good. It's so trail mix. Yeah. Um, but you know what a really healthy snack is? Um, you can find, like, frozen coconut bits. Ooh, that sounds yeah, amazing. They're really, really good to eat okay. if you're super craving something, and you've just, you know... You can't do any more chocolate for the day. I, I really love that. Um, and then spits. I mean, who can't eat uh, sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds? So just stick to the basics. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate, popcorn, spits. Um, Glynis, how are you going to celebrate Easter? Glynis, how are you going to oh, Easter? Right now, it's uh, my husband and me, and we're hoping our stepson will come over. Um, my parents are going to stay home. His mom is going to stay home with the, uh, yeah, we're going to be apart. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And but you that said, we've been planning some dinner. So uh, I think we'll have a bit of a, a, a feast if we can, nonetheless, still make it a special day. Yeah. And what about you, Kirsten? What are you doing with your family? Um, you know what? I, I can't believe tomorrow's Good Friday. I've, I've lost track of the days, to be honest. <laughs> I was going to go grocery shopping, but... Um, you know, we have no big family plans given the situation, but I think Jessica would, would like to hear this story. We have um, I, we have a very good friend uh, in my girlfriend group who is a ICU nurse at St. Boniface, and she shared how difficult it is for her and how scary it is for her at this time. So her birthday is tomorrow, and hopefully she's not watching. And is this Emma? No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. And um, so we've organized uh, all of us to take cars in a meeting place, and we have a gift, and we're going to do a drive-by. We've, we've found noisemakers. Somehow I had a confetti cannon in my house from years ago. So um, we're going to go try to brighten her day a little bit tomorrow. So that's something we're doing. That's awesome. Actually, uh, a girlfriend of mine, it her birthday yesterday, so, uh, we were doing a Gavilan Jones yeah, yes, you all. <laughs> and uh, I just left. Uh, I texted her and I said, "Look out your window!" And I left a little bottle of wine in the oh. snow. Oh, that's nice. Uh, nice. So, yes. Kirsten, can I borrow that confetti cannon? 
<laughs> it's a one-time, one-time shot, but they're fun. <laughs> my my niece, it's my niece's 18th birthday today. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, we were um, we were supposed to leave seven women that went to Hastings. If anyone's from Saint Patel, right? Uh, yes. uh, yeah, in kindergarten. Me too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, seven women who went to Hastings were turning fifty. And this is one of my my friends, her birthday tomorrow. We were supposed to leave Thursday morning uh, for a girls' trip for a week to Palm Springs. Uh, oh, but no. you know, given the circumstances, everybody, uh, I mean, we're, we're all lucky. We have roofs over our head and we're all in, um, uh, we're all healthy. But uh, when we first had to cancel it, I felt it. It's been oh, yeah. two years in the making. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, well, you guess you kind of just look at the future and that trip will be all the more right for everybody just because exactly yeah. yeah next april we're going yeah how about you charlotte what are you doing is easter bunny coming to charlotte's house <laughs> you know what my family we're all spread out so um i have and i haven't been creative to figure something out i'm hoping to start putting some thought to that this afternoon so yeah i know and michelle i i guess it's all everybody's having a quiet easter <laughs> All the supplies and everything's ready for Sunday, so it'll just be our, us and our three kids, but it will be. Well, it's kind of nice anyways to have family close by. So um, I heard, uh, it was in, like in the news, they were doing all these kind of extrapolations of, you know, when, when is it going to peak and then when, when is it going to stay. So it's as like, I guess the public is very uh, on board to do stronger restrictions. Fingers crossed, but you know it doesn't mean that they close down our parks or you know we can't even get out of the house for a breath of fresh air. But um, if we do that, then we will see Christmas. If we yeah. do that this weekend at Easter, uh, Christmas will be like this too. So that was a very sobering thought. <laughs> it was <laughs> very sad, and I, and I think yeah, this weekend will be very telltaling <laughs> um, for what happens you know, the next, uh, I guess, few weeks anyways, for sure. Right. Yeah. I think it's really important to pe for people to just keep out, keep, keep on it, right? Uh, I think it makes me really nervous when you're kind of watching the daily updates from the provincial side. And <clears throat> I mean, on, on the one hand, it's excellent. Okay, we're not seeing hundreds of people being, um, you know, getting it. I can't think of the word, but you know what I mean. Um, but I feel like I hope that as the numbers kind of stabilize or even decrease, because I think yesterday was only a few, a handful. Um, people don't see that as a, you know, yes. license to go do whatever you want, right? Yeah. Uh, if people just do what you're doing um, for just a little while, just stick to it. Don't go out, do what you're doing. Uh, we perhaps may be able to see a better fall. Right. Yeah. But if people see that as, okay, well, freedom, everything's working out fine. <clears throat> you know, that just because the numbers are kind of stable or not increasing substantially on a daily basis does not mean you kind of just go out roaming. You got to stick to the plan. The plan is everyone stay home, take the blows, do what you have to do, and then we'll get out of this okay. We don't want to be an Ontario situation or a BC situation. So I wanted to go back a little bit uh, when with Verona went in the grocery store uh, trip today. Uh, you know, when you go to the store now, of course, there's the big uh, screens or the plexiglass. Mm -hmm. Do you think, and I kind of think, those are going to stay. I, yeah. I, I really yeah. think, and I, 
maybe you'll get you won't see as many wipe downs of the conveyor belt but i think that's all going to stay and i think the hand sanitizer or whatever mm -hmm. at, at uh, every um entrance way that's all going to stay too and there's yeah nothing go ahead right it's a healthy it's more i think it's it um it's better to be aware and then to keep doing that because there's always stuff out there. I mean, children are known of little dirt, little pits of disease as they walk along. So it's nice to think that we will actually maintain some kind of, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, I, yeah, I think some of these, uh, you know, things that they've been putting into place, and who knows, maybe there will be more, like even going out to a restaurant or to a club, they will put more restrictions on how many people are in their rooms. Like, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. It's gonna, yeah, I mean, even even to just think about what that looks like now, um, you know, it's gonna, it's really, it's really hard to even think about what that looks like. Well, you know, yeah. are, are we gonna be comfortable doing that? Are we gonna suddenly be comfortable in September or October or November to be like, okay, well, suddenly the numbers are dropped. We're all going to do this, you know, and there have been reports that, you know, once it decreases, there might be another, you know, look different too in our hospitals. Sure. Nicole, Glynis and, and Jessica. Sure. I, yeah. yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, we have such a vulnerable population exactly. and we have, we have such a wide range of, of people who receive services at Deer Lodge, you know, 18 to 108 is what I always say. Um, and so they're, they're very vulnerable. And so immunocompromised, and as a result, we're going to have to be far more careful and, and protect them as best we can and vice versa, right? We have to look after ourselves because if we're carrying in those, those germs, then we have to be careful. Yeah, yes. I, agree, I agree with that too. And something that was brought up before the pandemic um, became a huge thing was events in hospitals and how do we do that safely and do we invite the public and a lot of us have radiothons. We had one in November and, um, you know, we've often delivered flowers to patients. How do you do that without, um, you know, distributing all kinds of different germs. And so I I personally and the foundation, I'm sure all the other foundations as well, are trying to think of, okay, we can't have these events and we can't have public gatherings. How do we raise that X amount of money that we used to that way? How do we do it safely? What do they look like in the near future and in the far future from now? Because everything looks different now and we're just gonna have to figure out how to make that income. And some of the smaller charities, um, I'm on the board of the Humane Society as well, and they do so many events, and that's a big part of their income. And I hate to see, you know, that going away, but I guess we'll figure out how to do it virtually. If, if anyone has any ideas, let us all know. We all have the worthy cause, and we all need the money, so let's share our secrets. Well, I figure, okay, well, so the economy sucks, but nobody's doing anything, so why not give a little bit of money to... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, and the thing is, Tracy knows that uh, I, I sing with the choir as well, and I'm on the board of the choir. So it's not even just a matter of, of raising money so we can do what we can do. We can't have concerts right now. We yeah. can't rehearse. And that's the same with all the arts groups. And yeah. 
you know, I'm a season ticket holder to the Bombers. And, you know, there have been a lot of discussions around, well, do they start the season and have no fans? Uh, mm -hmm. If they, if restrictions are loosened, how loose do they become? How do you limit contact? Yeah. You don't. I mean, Tracy, you know that with uh, your, your husband's, yeah. you know, career and, no. So there's a lot of considerations in in both our professional and our personal lives. I mean, if you look at just the hospital in and of itself and what we as foundations are supporting, um, you yeah. know, yeah, I think life in the hospitals is, is going to look different. But how different, I think, sort of remains to be seen because somewhere there's got to be a, a balance because we still crave that interaction with people. We need that interaction with people. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to look different. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Jessica, we would love actually to have uh, the, uh, the Humane Society join in too, because we've kind of in this all forgotten about our animals, our pets. And I, yeah. you know, I, I, I can mean, definitely so arrange that for you. And uh, Javier, the CEO from the Humane Society, and Aileen White, she's the deputy CEO. Yes, no, they have but, been, oh, great. Yeah. They've been working so fast and furious. And if you look on their website right now, they have a few options of putting together little boxes of supplies for the cats and the dogs, something fun for the kids to do. Um, my daughter loves going to the Humane Society and just saying hi and bringing a little donation. And so, they too really need support, uh, yes, especially yeah. when you're event driven and that's where you're getting your money from, you know, pause and motion, it's not gonna look the same. Yeah. And, yeah, we can't forget about our furry friends. I always say you just can't pay for that kind of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Charlotte, you've got two lovely dogs, don't you, right? You have two dogs? Uh, you know what, I'm actually, I had three, I'm down to just one. Um, so this time of, being at home is really making me want to get a puppy and the rest of my family keeps saying no, no, no. <laughs> so. uh, well, you know what? Yeah, uh, make sure that, yeah, you typed in all of your uh, websites and have them posted and this will be up on Facebook. And like I said, ladies, uh, we're doing this every Tuesday and Thursday at 11. And the more women that can come on, thank you, Michelle, Jessica, Glynis, Nicole, you know what, and you know, and thank you too to Sue and, and to Charlotte and to Marley and to Kristen for coming. And this is maybe more directed at Kristen and Charlotte because what they do, they do a big, huge peer support for mental health and wellness. So um, maybe type in the website again, Charlotte, too, so that you can share with them. Um, so I'm going to leave you on this happy Easter. Uh, we're going to post this on Facebook later, and I have a lovely Easter present for you. Um, so we have to do some editing uh, later on. Um, but again, you know, it's crazy times. And keep, I keep on saying the same words and, and I try to find different words and it's, you really can't describe it. Um, but uh, I just want to put out this question and maybe have a positive spin on it. Um, I wanted to know how has all of this isolation affected your relationships? And that could be with your spouse, your partner, yourself, your children, uh, your family, your extended family. How I, this isolation has affected us, you know, in many different ways. And we've been in it for a long time now. I think we're going on week seven, some mm -hmm. more. And 
talking about Glenn, as you mentioned, the choir and, and music and everything. What could we do, and Kirsten and Charlotte help us out here to do some mental wellness, whether it's exercises, whether it's food, <laughs> or, or you know, little things that we can do to make. Order, or go to order a Tiber and get a face mask. Yes, a face mask. I was going to mention a facial. I was so excited uh, when Marley said, Michelle, Tiber River is still open. Oh, I can go get my nails done? <laughs> no. no. Oh, my nails. Very sad. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Have press on nails, I think. I'm going to have to get those. But um, yeah, although it's going to be definitely a very somber Easter. Um, but I think that's make something positive out of all of this. So think about it over the weekend and um, don't drink too much. Well, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> not much else to do right now. But, um, but anyways, have a very, very happy Easter and check every, this out on Facebook. Oh, wait, uh, wait till maybe later on this afternoon and share it sure. out with your friends. Um, For sure. I think that'll, it'll have a, a little impact on you and also that, it has a positive message right. to you. Okay. Thanks, right Tracy. Thanks, Thanks for inviting for me, Tracy. Nice to see you, Thanks, ladies. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Everyone, stay healthy. Bye, Rana. Happy Easter. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 This is a new bye. Just a long bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. And then there was bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com, podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.